everybody to another episode of The Art of Being You. Now here we still have the relationship series coming on and I am Nancy Haynes and like the other relationship series um, episodes, I have my husband here, Mr. Matthew Haynes. Hello. Wow, guys, this is how uh, this is how he is. A man of uh, a few words. Not exactly. I'm sure he's going to have a lot for this episode, which is self-sabotage in relationships. This is a really good one. Uh, I think for me, especially when it comes to clients and when they come in for a particular situation that they want to talk about, as we work through things, it ends up being sometimes that it's their own self-sabotage in relationships. And we're not going to go into the self as far as your the relationship with yourself or career or business. We're going to focus in relationships. So this is going to be a really good introspect for people to really look at, um, you know, like how their own experiences are in, in relationships. Yeah, so this, this is something I think we all probably at some stage have done uh, consciously or unconsciously um, and there's patterns in our behavior and uh, at certain stages I think you know we have to investigate and understand why these things keep reoccurring in relationships uh, and what what you're gaining from them. This is very true. You know what I think is even though we're going to be talking about relationships romantically but I feel like a lot of these patterns also kind of flow into relationships even at work or like friendships where the same pattern that you have you almost use it for every other relationship what are your thoughts yeah well, i think it all comes back to you, you know the individual and those same habits those same things that they do uh to protect themselves um in friendships they do romantically they could do at work you know if they feel threatened they might behave the same way in all three instances. So there'll be lots of crossover. Awesome. Okay, so let's start with defining self-sabotage. And what it is, is actively trying to ruin your own relationship, whether it's consciously or subconsciously. So it's kind of like you standing in the way of you and your own happiness, you know, like a, like a sense of protection. Yeah, I think it's it, it could be a sense of protection or it could be um, not feeling worthy. You, you, you're protecting yourself or maybe you don't feel you deserve the thing that you have. So you, you sabotage it for that reason as well. Yes, and that's what we're going to get into in the, in the second part is why do we self-sabotage in our relationships? And I think for a lot of people who are listening, you know, to, to have that introspect is going to be really interesting to see how, you know, how people react. I think even for our own sake and in our own relationship, we we realized in conversations that we were self-sabotaging, I think more at the beginning because of all the unknowns. And so when you're working with unknowns, um, I think that's the part that like, I think a lot of the self-sabotaging patterns come up like so much easier because that's where you're you've never navigated some of those feelings and so you start kind of just doing your own thing so one of the why why do we do it what do you think 
what's one of the reasons why you think that we self-sabotage? Uh, I think insecurity would be very high on, on a lot of people's lists. Um, I think if, if you are insecure and you're, you're not, you know, you might not necessarily like yourself, um, you find it difficult to understand why someone would like you. Uh, even though you're, you, you enter in a relationship to them with them, um, subconsciously, you will uh, start to drive a wedge or make them prove themselves how much they uh, love you because you don't actually love yourself that much. Mm. Um, Ooh, I have a good... I can honestly say, at least for men, I think some of them, when they are dating and they do like... They kind of overcompensate uh, like, you know, they want to sh- have like a showy car or like they always talk about themselves when you meet them and you're just like, oh, gosh. And I think a lot of it is they are self-sabotaging, but I don't even think they realize it because they don't want to step into that place of um, uncomfortable feelings. Uh, I, I, I'm going to disagree. I think. Um... Oh, no, he didn't. <laughs> I think the showy car and talking about themselves uh, is more looking for acceptance. So I have a car that is desirable, so I want people to accept me. Uh, I'm going to talk a lot about myself, so you listen and hopefully you like what you hear and therefore you accept me. I think that that's dealing with that side of insecurity. Um, I think the self-sabotage part is... I don't really like myself. Um, I'm insecure because uh, I was cheated on previously. And so every girl is going to cheat on me. Therefore, subconsciously, if I can ruin this relationship uh, before the person cheats on me, I have protected myself. Although I've not healed, I've managed to not let that wound get exposed again, if that makes sense. I think that's the side of insecurity that that links to self-sabotage. Okay, that makes sense. I can see that point. Um, Which brings us actually to the first point is why do we self-sabotage? One of the biggest reasons is low self-esteem and low self-worth, which is where it comes in. I think you kind of said it, but that's the part that I was talking about. Like when, you know, you have conversations back in the single days, when you know you have like conversations with guys and all they're talking about is you know how many businesses they've opened and and you know whatever stupid stuff and there's no substance and i think at least for myself because i've always been very self-aware from the many many bad experiences that i had um it was very easy to catch that like okay, he has a low self-esteem or like he's not going to let me get further as far as more depth into him because he's going to try to show me the glittery stuff at the front so that I don't pay attention or even want to ask for who he really is. Yeah. Okay, cool. So the second one, and I think you brought it up, was protection against rejection. I think that's a do you think for guys it's easy to um, accept it? Like, do you guys talk about it? Protection against rejection? No, I guess because uh, generally guys are the macho uh, alpha. Well, not all, everyone, but, you know, in the relationship, they want to be the alpha male, etc. Um, so, I don't. I, one, I don't think men probably have these discussions enough. Um, and two, you don't 
you don't actively say that you're protecting yourself. I would say generally what you do is you want to be one of the boys. So you go out drinking all the time because, you know, this woman's not going to change me, so I'm still going to be a lad. Uh, I don't want to miss out on going on the boys' holidays or whatever. And what you're doing is you're trying to prove yourself to your friends or whatever um, and protecting yourself from getting too deep into the, the, you know, there's a couple of things going on there, but you're, you're protecting yourself from getting too deep into the relationship, um, but you're not actively uh, knowing. I, I think it's a more of a, a subconscious, unconscious type thing where you think you're just, you know, behaving in a way that isn't being um, dominated by the, the woman you're with. So you, you justify it to yourself when actually what you're doing is sabotaging the relationship because you're not giving it enough attention. Okay, so I have a question for you and your friends might not like this. but So here's a question, maybe for all guys to, to really think about this. When you guys are sitting there talking to your friends and everybody's just having a good chat, when you recognize that a friend of yours is self-sabotaging a relationship, do you call them out on it? Or do you like talk to them about it? Or do you just like, well, that's his life and I'm not going to get involved? Uh, it depends. It depends. Circumstance. Who is the friend? How open are they are they are to receiving feedback? Um, what are they doing? What is their behavior? Uh, some friends you can have very frank and honest discussions with. And you can say like, look, you know, she's an amazing woman. And uh, I don't think you're quite treating her right. You know, you, you can say that to some friends and some friends will respect you and listen and go, OK. Um, other friends, you know, they, they just want to hear the good stuff and they don't want to get into that depth of conversation. So they, they don't, you, you know, you know, uh, if you do say it to them, you might not speak to them again for a while because they might get upset. <laughs> um, and then other friends, you, you know, absolutely that ego is too big and they, they don't want to um, get involved in that type of conversation so you don't even broach it mm. that's that's actually really good i'm gonna say in in friendship circles most of my friends at least um we're all mostly very self-aware so i think um at least as far as myself i know when i have com when i hear a friend sharing a story or you know when they try to play it up or play it down, um, it's easy for me to have that conversation with them. But I always ask permission. I'm always like, can I tell you something? And then if they're open to it, cool. If they tell me I don't want to hear it, then I don't step in. I think there's a boundary when it comes to friendships, when it comes to that. Um, but I think you're right because there's some friends where I have seen it, but I've never said anything because I know that if I go there, their ego is going to be... Uh, affected and i know that they're not they're not going to be um self-aware or as mature to really have that conversation you know and yeah and i think you also have to gauge you know if, if someone is acting in a way that says they are uh, protecting themselves and you've pointed out like low self-esteem and low self-worth if you then pick at that and expose it to them and put maybe pull it from their unconscious to their conscious uh that might be terrifying for them and and they might react really badly because they're not ready quite yet to to go on that journey 
Um, so it's, it's, it's a very difficult thing to approach because they're already protecting themselves without knowing it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so I'm going to ask you a question about uh, when we first started dating, did you ever self-sabotage it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, I think I'm now aware because, you know, at the time I, I wasn't. Um, but I, yeah, I, I had, you know, I was insecure. Um, I had quite low self-esteem. Um, I lacked some sense of self-identity to, to a point. Um, and you that you know that's concerning and you don't like to sit with your own thoughts and you don't like to uh, or you, you don't feel feel too good so when you meet someone and uh you know that say they're amazing you're, you're you know you're really into them whatever um but you're not too into yourself it becomes quite scary um so yeah so uh you can if, if you feel like perfection is important, you start to project, you, if you don't feel self-worth, so you're trying to improve things, um, or you, you pass that problem off to them. Mm. So I would project my issues onto you. I would give you those problems to let you solve them because I couldn't. I wasn't consciously able to figure my issues out. So here you go, have, have those problems. But that's overwhelming. And I know that's overwhelming because it's overwhelming me. So then potentially you'll just say, no, nah, do you know what? I've had enough. Um, and that's the end of the relationship. But I haven't had to deal with the problems I have. Therefore, I've protected myself in a weird way. So the self-sabotage has worked. Obviously, for in the, you know years later, we're a few years married, etc. I had to go a different route to, to get to this point and you have to uh, go through them and uh, you know even professional help and talk to people and, and things like that um, so yeah and um, further to to that point um, you can you know when the first day you arrived I went for beers with the boys the the, the very first day you landed from LA um, I had a friend over and I went out Probably not the the smartest thing I've ever <laughs> I've ever done, um, but that looking back, that's the you know the reality of it. And I could have made uh, much smarter choices. But was that me trying to let you know that you know you're not going to change me or whatever? When all I needed to do was have a conversation with you and and say, look, we we're in this together, you know, and etc. Um, and being adults about it, but. I, I wasn't conscious enough to, to have that exchange with you. So, yeah, there's, yeah. there's, there's many a, an example. <laughs> I think even criticism, like it's so easy to fall into like critiquing your partner. Like, oh, you don't do this enough. You don't eat healthy. You don't do this. You don't like it's so easy to like you were talking about, like I'm going to push all my problems onto you and you have to fix it kind of thing. But when you're insecure and you're not feeling good, if you can then pick at the other person, pick, pick, pick at that, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? Or you should do this. Slowly but surely you're dragging them down. And then, you know, you may be, they're not, their light isn't shining as bright. 
so you feel less insecure because you've managed to pull them down to a level that uh, makes you feel comfortable. Ooh, that's a golden nugget right there. That was a big aha moment, I think, for a lot, even for me. But I'm sure for a lot of people where you don't realize that that's what you do, like in a relationship that when you do do that, you bring that other person down as well. And so you kind of feel less, um, less of that, you know, worthiness where you're like, come, you're going to come down to my shitty part. And then you're like, okay, well, we're both here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to say mine until, uh, because it's one of the points that I'm going to bring up in a second. So I'll explain my self-sabotage, my part in the relationship in a second. But another one is drama. Like I feel like uh, a lot of relationships, especially that are immature, um, they'll, I think you you self-sabotage through drama. Like is he, he or she still going to be interested? Huh, let's see if they still are kind of thing where they'll create it just to kind of see that chaos. I, I used to hear it a lot in LA and not just not from close friends but like when you would get together um, with different groups um, of women like sometimes you would hear the girls talking about it like I did this did this you know to him on purpose and I just wanted to see how he reacted and I'm kind of like why would you do that like in my head of course and then you know once obviously more and more I got into you know, learning about self-sabotage in in different parts of your life, I realized that it was a form of this self-sabotage and it's deeper than that. So it made me have a little bit more compassion to them. It's, it's almost like a test. It's, I'm, I'm going to, you know, throw this out there and see how that person reacts. Um, but I know it's going to be pretty hard for them. So you're talking about these girls in LA. So they're going to challenge this guy in in some way, shape or form. Um, And they're pretty sure he might fail if if they create enough drama. You know, you can use an example, um, which this is kind of a layered example. The guy has female friends. It's LA. Uh, You know, there's lots of parties going on, whatever. It's a very social place. Um, he might know three or four girls that he's really close with, but not romantically. Now, if I'm a female who's insecure, I'm going to create some drama by either trying to push those girls out or um, tell him he can't see them. And it's a challenge for him. I'm trying to make him prove, you know, that himself to me. But if it's something, if it's a non-negotiable with him, he doesn't want to give up his friends. I've self-sabotaged the relationship but I've protected my insecurity because maybe those girls made me feel insecure. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Um, I read this uh, this sentence in, in an article and it made me really think about how many times have we done it in like different relationships that we've been in, even from the very beginning when you're trying to still kind of like navigate like what what does it mean to be in a relationship? And of course, the only example we ever got was from our parents. You know, when we see whatever patterns or behaviors we saw with them, unconsciously and consciously, we have created some of those, you know. And when the comment or the, the statement that I read was, individuals may not feel that they can get better. So they settle for any attention, affection and connection negative or positive what are your thoughts that's an interesting one read that again 
I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it again. Individuals may not feel that they can get better. So they settle for any attention, affection, and connection, negative or positive. So that's kind of, that's around self-worth, right? You don't feel that you could, you deserve more or, or you know, so on and so forth. Um, so you could, you put yourself in a toxic position, which is sabotaging yourself from truly being happy, but you, it serves you in some way. Yes. Okay. Yes. But I read that and I thought, ooh, how many times have we not done that? like in different relationships. I know I did at the beginning when I first started dating. Um, even though I knew that that wasn't something that I was looking for long-term because I wasn't confident in myself. I, even if it was just that attention that I was getting, it was like, okay. And you just kind of go along with it, but you know, you're just there because you don't feel good at that time. Like, you know, it's like a, that temporary thing. Yeah, what sprung to mind there is there's a video on YouTube about the uh, crazy to hot ratio in women and like where where <laughs> um, a woman sits. Uh, you can you can look this up on YouTube. I'm sure many people have seen it. Um, it's a guy with a, a whiteboard and you know uh, what's a safe zone and and what's not and and the, the hotter they are, the crazier they are. And that almost feels like a, a bit like that. You, you, you know, say for example, you use that example. Um, you're going to go for the, the hot chick in the nightclub, but you know the relationship won't last. You've already, la you, you've already sabotaged the relationship in using this theory. I'm not saying that this is accurate and, and all the rest yeah. of it, but just that example. Yes, 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 yes. So this is my part. So here's another one of why we self-sabotage which is a massive one for me that I noticed as a pattern in all of my relationships. Um, and it was the fear of commitment and, and which then means a loss of freedom. So I absolutely love my freedom. Like I love doing, I'm a free spirit. I love doing whatever I want to do without having to like check in and ask and all this other stuff. And I think a big part of that comes from my background as far as like a Mexican family. Like my mom can't just go anywhere she wants and not ask my dad or like talk to my dad about it. And I remember her like saying, oh, I really want to go to this concert. But oh, your dad said no. And in my head, I just I was like, what? Who cares what he says? Like, just go. And she was just like, no, you don't understand and this is like when I was single. So she's like, you don't understand because you're not married and you're not in a relationship. But I think I took that to the heart so much. It's like ingrained in my blood that I was like, <gasps> the moment I get into a, like my belief in my head was if I'm in a relationship, I'm going to lose my freedom. Like, I don't want to fully commit to one person because what if I lose my freedom? So I know for a fact that at the beginning of our relationship, I think I was always one foot in and one foot out because it, the, the whole what if kind of like took over. I know this for a fact too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But that what I mean, I recognized it until obviously later, but I didn't realize that that was so ingrained in me where it was like the moment I'm in a relationship, 
I'm going to get that taste of like my, you know, like being tied down with chains, like the ball and chain feeling, which that's why for me, I think for a lot of time, I was like, maybe I'm just not meant to be married. Like I'm just meant to like date somebody in that way. He does whatever he wants and then I get to do whatever I want kind of lifestyle. Um, but I did notice it. I think it was during one of my coaching sessions that I had that uh, my mentor said, um, you know, when you think of a relationship, what's the first thing that comes to mind? And when I closed my eyes and I thought about it, all I saw was like chains around my wrist. And I just said to her, like, ew, like that makes me feel sick. And we had to work through it and make it to the point where whenever she would ask again about relationships, when I visualized it, I could see it as two like hands holding together, but like in partnership instead of it being like the chains. So that links back to your point earlier where taking example from your parents. So you've taken something you've seen there and you've added it to your belief system. You, you believe that that's what a relationship is going to be like. You haven't even met the man you're going to be in the relationship with and had the discussion with him whether or not he will mind you going to a concert. You've just assumed or you've, you've integrated that into your belief system. That's what it's going to be like. And so then you've just continued to protect yourself against it ever since. And that stopped you giving you know, a pre previous relationships a chance, I guess. Oh, yeah. Like, I think I realized it afterwards when, um, you know, when I kind of went through that whole thing and really looked at things differently when I'm like, oh, my gosh, that was the thing. And that, you know, what's funny is that now that I think about it, anytime a girl would ask me, like, what is your issue with like dating? And, you know, it's really hard to date in L.A. because guys always have all these options and it's just crazy. But I remember always saying oh, guys here, like, they don't know how to commit. They don't know how to commit. They don't know how to commit. And the more I said that, and then when I finally had that session with my mentor, and then I realized I'm the one that has that, like, I'm the one that's afraid of commitment. Even though verbally I was saying I want to be in a relationship, like, my heart and soul was like, oh, I don't want to be fully committed. Like, what if I lose my freedom? And so once I changed that belief, that's when like everything changed the relationships that i had after changed very very differently so now we move into so how do we stop it how do we stop this self-sabotage uh i think one of the very first ones is self-awareness big 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 is self-awareness it's you have to be aware of the patterns that you have while you are in relationships. Like what is it that keeps coming up in every single, you got to do an inventory of all of your relationships and see what is it that I do in each one of these and why? Yeah, I can, I can give you an example there. Like for example, um, if, if your first relate, if your first experience of a relationship, uh, the other person cheats on you, you may then uh, decide to cheat first to protect yourself or you may assume that person's going to cheat on you so you keep telling them oh, i don't like you know i don't want you to go out or i don't want you to do this because you you're scared and then that that sabotages the relationship because the other person feels no freedom um or you know what whatever the outcome may be but um if you can take a, st a, a step and wait and then have a breath and think okay where's that coming from 
okay, this person is a totally different person to the previous person. Um, I don't need to protect myself in the same way. And, and I guess, yeah, what you say in terms of self-awareness is it's being aware that you need to take that, that step. Or have you actively picked someone that's the same because you don't want to be in a relationship and then you've sabotaged it already because you can already you, subconsciously you know how they're going to behave yes that's really good actually that's really good um information for people to really think about um another way to stop it is which i know it sounds so easy but it's not as easy as it sounds is just have honest conversations with your partners like learn to share how you feel regardless if it's positive or negative it's easy to tell somebody oh my gosh i've been having such a great time with you and like all that good stuff but when it comes to something negative like i don't feel like you know we're not talking or we're not blah 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 whatever it is that the issue is i feel like the moment you start kind of putting that in like a secret drawer like oh i don't want to say anything and you kind of put it away and you put it away and you put it away it starts creating an unhealthy relationship yeah but i'm sure there's many steps before you uh can have you're comfortable to have those honest conversations because firstly you have to trust the person you're about to hand that information to because if, if you're uh, demonstrating or, or exposing uh, a weakness or an insecurity to them um, and hopefully in a healthy way so you're not projecting it and, and hoping they'll fix it for you but just bringing it to their awareness as it's in your awareness and that you're trying to work on it um, if you don't feel you're in a safe place you you might not be able to have that discussion so I think there's probably quite a lot of work to be done to be able to to have that conversation I sort of disagree with you and the reason why is regardless if I've been dating somebody for a month or two and if I feel something it's not about them it's about me I want to make it a habit to be able to share what I feel and talk about it. Even if the other person is not going to deal with it and they're like, oh gosh, here we go. I don't want to deal with this nagging lady. Like I'm out. Then it, number one, it was never meant to happen. But I think it's more about you because it's not about the other person. Oh, are they going to receive it like this? Are they equipped to handle it? No, no, no. It's about you. Like you creating that habit that whenever there's a discomfort in a relationship, that you're able to share it and express it. But the thing is that it's going to be for you, not for the other person. Yeah, but what's, yeah, so um, I'm saying that um, it is for you, but you, you may be scared of how it's going to land with the other person and what they might do with that information. So that might stop you from doing it for yourself. Oh, no, for sure. That's why I just said, you know, when the fact that you're going to say it and you might lose that person, like that's scary, but it's honoring yourself because at the end of the day, that person wouldn't be equipped with dealing with you moving forward, you know? So um, that's, I, I get it, totally makes sense. Next one is seeking counseling or professional help. I definitely think this is important um, to have somebody like a coach help you through to understand some of these things because I think we all have blind spots and that's important to have somebody else shine a light on them and then it gives you that aha moment for for growth yeah I think um, 
a lot of this only gets resolved if you can bounce it off of someone who's you know qualified to take you on that journey and help you figure it because dealing with low self-esteem and and self-worth and self-identity and stuff like that um it's not easy it's it's not a not just a conversation you can uh, have with some friends sometimes uh, professional help or and professional help sounds like you need to talk to a shrink but um and people you know especially guys sometimes don't resonate with that but um, from personal experience, talking to someone uh, is a huge, huge help and can help you make sense of things and unpick patterns and give you clues. You know, you leave clues in your behavior and they can help reveal some of those clues and, and push you in a direction to help you understand what they mean. Yeah, and I think along the way, especially with navigating into areas where, you know, you're not fully comfortable or they're the unknown and you start seeking that help or, you know, talking to somebody, a coach, a mentor, somebody that, that can help you kind of dissect some of these things, I feel like is also having patience with yourself. That's like, for me, one of the biggest ones is you just want to fix it right away. And then it happens again. And you're like, oh my gosh, I already worked on this. Like, why is it happening again? But it's, it's not again. It's just in a different level of awareness, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. I think the other thing is uh, it can act as a mirror. So, so they can reflect back what you're saying to them. And um, it, you challenge yourself then, as opposed to using them to solve your problems again when you speak to someone. They can reflect back. So, for example, um, you say to them, I'm, I'm very insecure. I'm worried she's going to cheat on me. And they say, well, you've been going out quite a lot are you worried she's going to cheat or are you worried that you might cheat and then all of a sudden you uh look at your own behavior and is your own behavior driving your because maybe you're seeing it out all the time maybe instead of going out all the time you might decide to go to the gym <laughs> you yeah. know, your exposure to <laughs> this this issue uh is less and then your sensitivity is less and then all of a sudden it's less of a problem in your own relationship you know yep Agreed. Just an idea. Just an idea. Just an idea. Well, that's what we're here for. And the last but not least, uh, how to stop it. Um, I cover part of this in the Dim to Damp Girl online program. So if you guys um, haven't seen it, it's it's up. Uh, the link is on my, my Instagram um, for it. And actually for the month of December, um, it's at a 90% discount. But in there is a section of... Um, relationships and how you define yourself in the relationships and it really really helps with a lot a big chunk as a matter of fact of this self-sabotage in relationships um, which is awesome because you you're able to thrive in relationships in such a different way um, so we have come to an end on this episode and I just want to say thank you for sharing your experiences and i'm sure many people will be able to resonate with uh with what you were with what you were sharing oh thank you and and thank you for the the positive feedback we've had recently in the in the last few weeks it's much appreciated yes thank you to everybody who has sent us um privately or you know publicly all the messages thank you so very much and we are trying to get to a thousand downloads by the end of the year. We're very, very close. So if you like it, share it, comment it, whatever you got to do to help us out, 
but thank you so very much and we will see you all in the next episode